Welcome to the Business Law Podcast, the podcast where we demystify the law. Jonathan Fleischer is your host, and in each episode, we will unravel legal complexities and delve into intriguing topics that directly impact your business, from contract essentials to litigation strategies and everything in between. Join us to explore the fascinating intersection of law and entrepreneurship. So tune in for expert insights and captivating discussions that make the legal side of business not just understandable, but actually interesting. Let's dive in. This podcast is not intended as legal advice. Seek legal counsel for all legal issues. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Next several weeks, we're going to be discussing liability for businesses in personal injury. Uh, This is a topic that's pretty broad. Businesses can have lots of different ways that they're liable in personal injury. Um, You could have people slipping in your store. You could have people getting hurt from something that you sold. You could have people getting to a fight inside your store. Um, You could have someone slipping and injuring themselves outside your store. There's lots of ways for people to hurt themselves and turn around and sue you for it as a business owner. And of course, everybody who hurts themselves thinks that, well, the woman in Walmart who spilled a coffee on herself got a million dollars. So if I slipped and broke my ankle, I should be getting at least $2 million. And that's why everybody is so quick to turn around and sue you. So we're going to discuss uh, when are you likely to be sued? When are you likely to be found liable? um, And when not? And of course, more importantly than all that is looking at the front end, what can you do to protect yourself? And I'm going to start by saying the best thing you can do to protect yourself is to get a good insurance policy. And I'm not uh, paid by any particular insurance company, so I'm not going to tell you who to go to or what you should do. The only thing I'll tell you is make sure that you have a good insurance policy. Very often people are just shopping for the cheapest policy and then When they actually need insurance coverage, they find out that their policy didn't cover the things that it needed to cover, and now they're stuck um, defending an action on their own, paying out lots of money in legal fees, and potentially paying out a lot of money either in a settlement if they settle the case, or if they lose the case, potentially a lot more money than that. All right, so the first thing I can tell you is just get a good insurance policy. But for purposes of this podcast, let's get into some of the cases where a business may be liable for an injury that happened through the business. And for this week, we're going to discuss premises liability. And what premises liability is, uh, it means if someone gets injured on or around the premises of your business, when will you be liable? Okay. And the most simple case, of course, is the slip and fall, which is the classic personal injury case. Someone's walking uh, in your store, the floor is wet, they slip, they break an ankle, um, and they turn around and sue you. So what are the rules? When can you be liable? When are you not likely to be liable? Let's dig in. So the general rule is that a business owner is required to make sure that the space where the customers are going is reasonably safe. So that would include pretty basic things, right? Make sure your floor is dry. If you have somebody mopping your floor, if you're mopping your floor, don't do it when there's customers around. If you do it when there's customers around and someone slips on the floor, they can turn around and sue you because they can say, you did not keep this 
place where you knew customers were walking. You did not keep it reasonably safe. It's not reasonable to keep a floor wet and slippery when there's customers walking around. And so you're probably going to be liable. Now, we all know that when you're walking in a store and they are mopping the floors, that they put up the cones that say, floor is wet, don't walk here. Is that going to help? The answer is, uh, it'll help. It will probably depend on the facts, right? So if someone puts up, let's say they're mopping an aisle and they put up a cone that says floors are wet, but you don't actually see anybody in the aisle mopping. Um, and it's an aisle that has the stuff that, let's say it's in the bread aisle um, and you need to get your bread. There's nowhere else you can get your bread in the store and you decide to go down the aisle anyways and get your bread and you slip. There may be a case against the store owner because you can say, look, it's very nice that you put up a sign that said the floor is wet, but why are you mopping the floor in the middle of the day in a place in the store where people obviously need to go to get bread, right? Bread is something everybody needs. They need to go there. They need to get their bread. Don't mop the floor in the middle of the day. Mop the floor after they've left. Will the sign make it an easier case for you? Yes, it will. Will it help perhaps to allocate some liability and say, well, you're not fully liable because the person should have been more careful? Perhaps. Uh, but it's it's not likely to completely absolve you from liability because there's the person who slipped can still make the argument and say, look, you had an easy way to provide a safer environment, and that is don't mop your floors during the day when there's people walking around your store. All right, so uh, that's a pretty basic case where the store owner does something to make the store more dangerous and causes an injury to some to a customer in the store. Now, what happens if the store owner doesn't do anything? Let's say the store is perfectly safe, um, the floors are all dry, the store owner hasn't done anything, but it's a rainy day outside, right? And so people are coming in, their shoes are wet, their feet are wet. And not only are their feet wet when they come in and therefore their feet are going to be slippery on the floor themselves, they also drag water around the store, which will cause the floors to be wet for other people as well. Is the store owner going to be liable? And the answer, as usual, is that it depends. So let's go back to the general rule, and that is that a business owner has to provide a reasonably safe place for people to shop. So the question is going to boil down to what is reasonable. A decent lawyer who's bringing a personal injury case will say, well, at the very least, it's reasonable to put mats out when you come in the front door, right? You got to put mats out so that when people come in, most of the water at least will become absorbed in the mats, won't get dragged throughout the store so that they won't be walking around on slippery floors throughout the store. And the lawyer will probably uh, win on that argument. You, as a store owner, have a, have a duty to provide a reasonably safe place for people to shop when they come into your store. Um, and so mats, I'd say, would be a requirement if you don't want to be found liable. Another thing that, store, um, that a, a lawyer might look at is what kind of tiles or what kind of flooring did you have in the store? So, for instance, if you have high-gloss tiles, which can become very slippery with just a little bit of liquid, um, a lawyer could say, look, this is a store where there's lots of people walking around. Why are you putting high gloss tiles where people are very likely to slip? If it's even a little bit of rain outside, you should be using tiles that are safer, that don't become as easily slippery, right? These are all kinds of things that a lawyer who's bringing a personal injury lawsuit is going to look at. They're going to look at anything where they can say, if you were 
any reasonable store owner should have done something else to try and make their store safer. Now, what happens if uh, it just started raining five minutes ago, right? You don't necessarily keep your mats every day by the front door. That's not practical. But it just started raining five minutes ago. You're busy running your store. You didn't even realize it started raining yet. And somebody walks into the store with their wet feet and they slip. Are you going to be found liable? The answer is possibly not. Um, it's less likely that you'll be found liable in that case. And again, these are not uh, open and shut questions, but the answer is probably not. And the reason for that is because in order to be found liable, you have to have what's called either actual or constructive notice, right? Now, notice in this case means that you have to have known that there is a dangerous condition either actually known or that the court will say constructive notice, meaning you should have known. So if it's been raining all day and you didn't put out your mats, the court's going to say, well, look, it's been raining all day. It's been raining for hours. You obviously either knew or should have known that it was raining and put out the mats. But if it started raining three minutes ago, you're standing by the cash register. Uh, let's say you're not facing a window. Um, you can't have known that it was raining uh, within the past five minutes and quickly gone and got your mats out. A court may say that, no, that's not reasonable or that it has to go to a jury. A jury may find that uh, a store owner cannot reasonably be expected to get the mats out within five minutes of when it began to rain. Um, there's a normal amount of time from when it'll begin raining, when a store owner will notice that, oh, look, looks like things are getting wet. Let me go get my mats, put the mats out. Uh, a jury or even a judge may say that um, within X amount of time, given you know other circumstances based upon maybe where the store owner was standing when it started raining, how hard it was raining, if it was thundering and lightning and pouring rain, as opposed to a as opposed to a small drizzle, um, these are all factors that a jury may look at, or even a judge may look at when deciding whether the store owner had actual or constructive notice of the condition um, and should have done something to to make the store safer. Now, another um, similar case that comes up a lot is the sidewalks outside of a store. Right now. Uh, it seems just from my general discussion with people that most people assume that a store owner or even a private person um, is liable for the sidewalk outside of their house or outside of their business. And in New Jersey, anyways, the, the truth is that um, for a private person, there is not necessarily an obligation um, to take care of the sidewalk outside of his house. Um, but for a store owner or any other kind of commercial business, um, there is an obligation to maintain the sidewalk outside of their business in a safe condition. Now, what's the logic behind that? The logic behind that, the way the courts have set it forth, is because when a business has a sidewalk, it has a commercial benefit from the sidewalk in that the sidewalk allows people to come in and out to their business, um, it needs a sidewalk in order for people to uh, have a place of ingress and egress to their business. And since the business is benefiting from the sidewalk and using the sidewalk as part of its business, it therefore has a duty to maintain the sidewalk outside of its business. And so what that means practically is that if it's snowing outside and the sidewalk is slippery, 
and you own a business, you have an obligation to make sure that the sidewalk is going to be cleaned, is not going to be slippery, is not going to be icy. If you leave the sidewalk slippery or icy, someone slips on it and gets hurt, you as the owner uh, of the business, which has that sidewalk right outside the business, can be sued for the for the injuries that that person suffered. Now, based upon that logic, uh, it may make sense to say that you are only liable as the business owner to someone using the sidewalk to actually go in and out of your business, right? Because the logic, as the courts explained it, was that you have a benefit of people using the sidewalk to go in and out of your business. Therefore, you have a responsibility to maintain the sidewalk. Um, the, the logical step would then be to say, well, I only have that benefit and only owe that duty to the people who are using the sidewalk to go in and out of my business. But although that may have been the logical conclusion, that is not the case. Once you owe a duty to maintain the sidewalk, you actually owe that duty to everybody, pedestrians included, even somebody who is not going or coming from your business, you still owe a duty to them to keep the sidewalk safe. And so basically, if you're a business owner, you will owe a duty to anybody using the sidewalk. Um, and anybody who's walking down that sidewalk and gets injured, you can be liable to them. All right, now let's go back and just uh, plug back in some of the old um, some of the old ideas that we had within the store to the sidewalk, which is um, how far does your duty go? And the answer is, again, it goes for with whatever would be considered reasonable care. So if it started snowing 15 minutes ago and it's the middle of the day, there cannot be an expectation that every 15 minutes you as the store owner are going to stand outside and shovel the snow as it comes down, right? That's obviously not something that we can expect of a store owner. What we may expect of a store owner is to put down salt or something else to try and stop the ice from forming. That may be a reasonable requirement. So again, every case is going to be different depending on what kind of actual or constructive notice you had, depending on what kind of actions you could have taken or should have taken to make the premises safer. Uh, that will that will be the basis for your liability or non-liability, depending on whether you took reasonable care to make the sidewalk safe. Now, that was all about sidewalks. What happens if you have a parking lot? So let's say I'm in a strip mall. There's, let's say, 15 stores around a large lot um, with an entrance onto a street. Um, who is responsible for maintaining the lot? And the answer is that each and every um, tenant that uses the lot can be held liable as well as the owner of the lot, right? So if there's 15 stores um, that this parking lot works for all 15 of them, and then you also have the owner of the lot, um, each and every one of them can be held liable for failure to maintain the lot. And the logic behind that, of course, is the same. Since each of the store owners has the benefit of the lot that pedestrians or customers that come into the stores can use the entire lot to park for their store, therefore each one can be held liable for the entire lot. Uh, if there are sections of the lot that are specific for each store, so for instance, let's say um, there are certain areas that are, you know, it says this area is specifically for store A, this area specifically for store B, this area specifically for store C, 
then each store owner would likely not be liable for the area that is designated for the other store. They would only be liable for common areas, meaning areas that are not designated for any specific store and the area that's designated for their own store. Now, on top of each of the store owners being liable, the uh, the owner of the lot will be liable as well because although he may have even had a contract with the store owners, which says that the store owners have to maintain the lot and get rid of the snow or the rain or whatever it may be, um, that's a very nice contract between the owner of the lot and the store owners, but that doesn't affect the duty of the owner to pedestrians or customers that are going through the lot, right? Since he owns the lot, the owner of this lot still owes a duty to the people that are going through the lot to keep it safe for them. And so the fact that he has a contract with the store owners that says the store owners are going to take care of the lot does not absolve him of his responsibility to make sure that the lot is going to be safe. And it's the same thing if you hire a maintenance company. So let's say I own a store with a parking lot and a sidewalk, and I hire a maintenance company to make sure that it's safe, there's no ice, there's no snow, and then they don't do a good job, somebody comes in and slips on the ice and turns around and sues me, can I say, well, look, I hired a maintenance company, I did whatever I could do, um, you should just sue the maintenance company, don't sue me? The answer is no. Since you are the owner, ultimately the responsibility is on you. You as the owner could now turn around and sue the maintenance company and say, look, I hired you to do a job. You didn't do your job. And therefore now I'm up the creek and I have to pay this guy for his injuries. You can do that as the store owner. But as it relates to the person that was injured, the customer, you are still going to be liable. All right. So that's the basic picture. Uh, of premises liability. Again, just a quick recap. Uh, the basic rules are you have to do whatever is with uh, whatever is reasonably expected of a business owner to keep the inside of your premises safe, to keep the sidewalks on the outside of your premises safe, and to keep um, the any area outside. So for instance, a parking lot, or if you have a parking lot, let's say across the street and people have to cross the street to get into your store, you have to make that crossing reasonably safe as well. Basically anything that you're using um, for people to get in and out of your store uh, and it's designated by you that it's going to be used for people to get in and out of your store, you have a duty to keep it safe. And um, that's the basis of your liability. Other thing that I will repeat is um, the best thing that you can do to protect yourself is make sure that you have a good insurance policy that will actually cover you in case somebody gets injured. All right. Have a great week, everybody. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Business Law Podcast, a podcast produced and edited by Elemento Productions. That's E-L-I-M-E-N-O productions.com.